fellow Zeros. Thanks for tuning into Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that thinks you should quit while you're ahead. My name's Joe, and I have with me two other luchadors to talk to you about the movie Hellboy that just came out. And their names are Sequel. The podcast that gives their kids Legos. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, audience. It's funny because none of us have kids. <laughs> and Corey. The podcast that uses jokes as a way to normalize. That's closer to accurate. Uh, we also have a bet thrown in from our fallen brethren, Matt. Who was supposed to be here. Who was supposed to be here. And his is the podcast that appreciated prophecy with more relatable stakes. Yeah, I liked it. I see you. I see you. That was my honorable mention. Nice. It was either that or uh, a podcast that can't wait to make you smell demon shit. So yeah, we'll be talking about Hellboy, but before that, we've been watching things that aren't Hellboy related. Or maybe they are, but who knows? So, for what have we been watching, let's kick it to Corey first. I got three things on my what have I been watching list. Uh, the first, I got through three episodes of Death Note. You did it! I did it! Uh, I only had to listen to the opening song once. I was going to say, you can fast forward through that. No, no, Netflix doesn't even make me listen to it anymore. Oh, you can skip intro? Right. It doesn't even make me no, they click just... the skip intro. Oh, it's, it's yeah. just from the, it's the auto start, right? Yeah, it just oh, auto yeah. starts at two minutes, it's three seconds start. in, I skip the whole song. Yeah, I have the auto start turned off, so I never get to do that. But. Yeah. Uh, Light is a goddamn sociopath. He's the worst. It is wild. <laughs> uh, there is a lot more Ryuk. Um... The fact that Ryuk just goes to school and just kind of follows him around is like, somebody somebody will say, hey, Light, what are you doing? And Light will be like, oh, I'm busy. And Ryuk will just be behind him and be like, no, you're not. You're not doing anything. <laughs> it's funny. It's great. Um, I'm excited to watch the rest of it. I got a long haul ahead of me. but uh, There are a lot of episodes. I do. I have a lot of episodes left, but frankly, by the time we get to Endgame, there's a good chance I'll be done it. Consider, wow. Consider. You're going to go hard. Oh. It was like 74 episodes. Yeah, 20 minutes of pop, so... Alright. If I watch nothing else, it'll, yeah. it'll it'll pretty much take me right to it. I watched Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. So How was that? It's not good. That's what I heard. Oof. It's so not good, I fell asleep three separate times. Oof. And an action movie should never make you fall asleep. No. Like, they just shouldn't. And I don't know if I hated it because... The previews showed me a different movie than the movie we got, or what, but it was, you know, the previews made you think it was going to really be centered around saving the dinosaurs from the island. Very, very minor detail. No, most of the movie takes place in a mansion, right? Yeah, 90% of the movie takes place in a mansion. What? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly, Joe. They went down the wrong path. They did. Yeah, it wasn't great. And the last thing I watched was Tag. I got around to, to seeing Tag, finally. I'm surprised. That took me this long? No. That you saw it at all? No, that uh, you're missing something from your what have you been watching, but I'll, I'll pick it up. Yeah, you're very well. It's okay. very possible that I'm missing something. I just can't okay. think of it at the moment. It's fine. Uh, Tag is the last thing, and uh, I really, really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was good. Nice. Yeah. It's a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Well, let's comp- let's not keep everyone in suspense. Sequel. What did you watch? So I've been watching Game of Thrones. Yes, I have. Oh, yep. <laughs> it's only been one episode, so I haven't really. You watched it though. I did. I did watch the one episode. Great episode, I'd say. I thought so. Sets the groundwork. Maybe the best one yet. I didn't watch it. It was great because 
it was a hard to spoil episode. Even if you didn't watch it live, there's nothing that could be said on the internet that would have spoiled that episode. Really. I mean, the main thing that come out of it was the in- not even the encounter, but the uh, t- two characters looking at each other at the end. Yeah, that, that, was, that was it. That was yeah. the big thing. There was a when I saw that moment happen, I wanted to make a meme. Like, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, when Mac and Charlie see each other from yep. across the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get around to do it, doing it, but then one of the It's Always Sunny meme pages did it for me, and I was like, thanks, guys. You get me. Apparently this is an idea multiple people had. It must have been. Yeah. I mean, you watch it, and it... No, it lends itself. Yeah, to it, it does. Sure. It does. I'll take your That's, word for it. I'm always surprised. Like, every time the episodes of Game of Thrones get a little boring, there's a moment or a line that takes you right back into it. It's yeah. a really well-written show. It manages the balance that it can't be action all the time thing. Well, then there's so much crap going on, but in a good yeah. way. Yeah. You're gener- genuinely interested in the fate of each of the characters. It's really good. And most of them die. <laughs> Like they, you know, they're not afraid to uh, kill no. their favorites. Yeah. George R. R. Martin certainly wasn't in the books. And I think one of the things that they're doing, that they've been doing over the course of the last season and a half, is bringing all of the stories together. It's the perfect example of like you start with like these like small stories and then you build out to a point, and then you realize that it has to come to an end, so you start kind of working it back in. So now you're kind of at, like, this crux of all of these stories kind of clashing together. Um, and it does... It, they did it in such a meaningful way that it, it really did work yeah. surprisingly well. Other than that, I started a show called Letter Kenny. Oh, oh my god, I yes! Like, <laughs> I feel like I've heard of that. Yes, I watch Letter Letter Kenny on YouTube in clips. Uh, I'm watching. They have the full episodes. Yes, on they Daily do. Motion. Is it a they British do. show? It's, it's, it's a Canadian, Canadian show. Uh, and I started watching it because um, a friend showed me a clip from the guys debating over how to cook a steak. Yes, that's and it's it. one of the funniest fucking things I've ever watched. Like, did you watch Trailer Park Boys? Yeah, I like this better than Trailer. It Park is better Boys. than Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. I was not a fan of that show. I got hooked, and I kept watching it and watching it and watching it. But every time an episode ended, I was like, this show is fucking awful. It's, it's, yeah. And you just kept watching <laughs> let me, it. Let me just let the next one play, though. <laughs> I like one of the things that was just on in the background for such a long time. I like Trailer Park Boys, but they got more and more ridiculous because they had to. Yeah. Letter Kenny is just like more like recurring jokes and mm-hmm. it's still, it's still fresh. It, it, it keeps it funny and light. It's a good show. And it was funny how I got into it. I was watching a clip from it. It just showed up in my YouTube feed and it was, uh, the opening of the first episode when the hockey players show up. Okay. I thought the hockey players were going to be the main characters <laughs> of, of the season. And so it's not. Like, I mean, it's the total opposite. It but is. I'm like, it's still really good. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a fun show. Yeah. Squirrely Dan is hysterical. Dan. Take, it, take it back 5 to 10% there, Squirrely Dan. <laughs> I think you're overhandling it. It's Squirrely Dan. <laughs> to be fair... Uh, oh, yeah, me and Gordon Ramsay are more <laughs> Is that the only clip you've seen? No, I watched a bunch of other ones. Okay. I watched one where Squirrely Dan was talking about his most recent sexual oh, excursion. Oh, yeah. They like, slowly turn away and have a catch away from Playing it. Playing a catch with a baseball pop fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the Irish Car Bomb versus the Irish Grenade. Yep. I've seen that clip. 
I've never watched just a full, like, sat down and, like, turned an episode on and watched it. They're all on Daily Motion, so yeah. that's the only place I've found it. So I thought they were on Hulu. I don't have Hulu. Okay. Do you have Spotify? I do. You can get Hulu. Oh, right. For free. Nice. Well, Only for my free. Spotify, it's for sure. Well, yeah, you, for no additional charge, too. Oh, right. Correct. God damn it. <laughs> You're such a stickler. <laughs> and I've been on the hockey kick lately, so I watched the movie Goon. Mm. I like that movie. I like that movie a lot. The second one's so bad. I've never seen the second one. I just... Eh. I've probably seen... I put Goon in the same realm as I put Super. Like, if I'm scrolling through Netflix looking for something to watch, and one of those two pops up, I'm going to stop every time. It's really funny. It's an underrated sports movie, too. I feel not a lot of people have seen it. And the sport of hockey doesn't get enough movies. He's not a strong skater. (laughs) (laughs) It really doesn't. Uh, And last, I watched a documentary called uh, Ice Gladiators. It's on uh, Netflix. It's about the evolution and then phasing out of the position of enforcers in the NHL. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Ice Gladiators, I'll have to watch that. You'd like it. I mean, I'm sure there's a pretty substantial amount of Philadelphia Flyer history. Yeah, 70s, a lot of Dave Schultz. So it's it's pretty good. They make a good argument why... The Flyers created the position. Not true. Okay. But... Come on. Did they make make the position famous? They most certainly did, at least. All right. So, yeah, watch the documentary. (laughs) I will. I've seen the Broad Street Bullies documentary. You guys definitely... You guys. Corey's a Flyers fan. They popularized, um, hey, we don't have the most talent, but we're going to beat the shit out of you. They got the shit kicked out of them in the playoffs by somebody. The Blues, two the years Blues. in a row. Two years in a row. Like, and I mean, like physically, like they just yes. kicked the shit out of us. So Lights we went broken, out, cold cock from behind. Yep. So we went out and we drafted took a martial arts. <laughs> we went out and drafted a player who would be our enforcer, and then that blossomed into essentially an entire team of enforcers. It creates a new hockey meta where every team has to have an enforcer. Well, yeah, <laughs> they, that was what happened. A couple years down the line, we won two. Stanley Cups in a row, and people started bringing in enforcers because they needed to do something. To- but the position of enf- like you went up against a team of enforcers mm-hmm. in the play, like you didn't invent that. You know what I mean? But did they invent the single guy who was the enforcer, quote unquote? No. Okay. Absolutely. That's all I had. I don't know. Watch I don't know it. it's, it's I'm going fun. to. I'm, I'm going. To, I'm definitely going you, to. You, now. you definitely like it, but it's um for those of you that don't know, and it's an interesting topic. Put, the put reason that in chat here. Like, Wayne Gretzky is Wayne Gretzky is because if you hit Wayne Gretzky, Marty McSorley would probably murder you. Yep. Because he was the enforcer. When Wayne Gretzky got traded for Bedminton, he said, I'm not going anywhere without Marty McSorley, so you have to trade for him also. Like, that's just how how it worked. And they do make a case, like, they're phasing out hockey in the NHL. Sidney Crosby has probably been beaten up more than any other superstar in the history of the NHL, and that would not have been the case back in the day. That's true. But they slowly, they slowly allowed that to happen. And the thing is, I, they never needed an enforcer. They had one when Sydney first came into the league. Pittsburgh had an enforcer behind him. But then what ended up starting to happen is that every time somebody would hit him, the ref would just do the job of the enforcer and call a penalty on him anyway. Well, it does. That's penalty aside. Gaining a power play, good for Pittsburgh. Yeah. But it's the fact that. His career is not going to last as long as like a premier superstar because he gets beat up. Yeah. As well, he should. Fuck Sidney Crosby. Okay, that's fine. I'm not a Sidney Crosby fan either. I hate the Penguins, but fuck the Penguins. <laughs> I love that we always segue 
into something completely unrelated. It's what I'm having last year. I know. No, <laughs> I just think it's funny that you guys just had like a three to four minute conversation about the Enforcer in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> On this comic book movie podcast? <laughs> Pretty much. We're hitting all the bases. That's it. So yeah, watch you like it, Corey. You might like it too, Joe. What's it called again? Ice Gladiators. It's in the chat. Okay. I was looking at the chat. <laughs> Assuming you actually start checking it. I check it. I'm just like... Forget to use it? Usually it's the day you put something in it. Yeah, that's fair. No, I forget about it. I'm equally guilty of that. Joe, it's your turn. What have you been watching? I watched a whole bunch of great stuff. I can't wait. The first two are quick because they're movies I've talked about before and we've talked about before. I watched... I went, I went and saw Captain Marvel again. Sweet. Nice. It's even better the second time. And then I also watched Kingsman and the Secret Service, which is the first one, which is amazing. And I love that movie. Not a lot I need to say about that right now. The three new things I watched, I watched the movie Moonlight. With Cher? No, Moonlight. Oh, uh, I'm talking... The one that won the best okay. picture okay. in 2016. Okay, okay. What was the Cher one? Moonstruck. Moonstruck, Moonstruck. yeah. My parents love that movie. I have never seen it. Nick Cage is in it. You should watch it. Especially if you're going to defend that, uh... <laughs> I'm probably not going to cite Moonstruck, but... He plays a good role in it. Anyways, what did you think of Moonlight? <laughs> Moonlight is really good. It's just... I feel like I didn't get enough to connect with the character. Because okay. the whole movie is about the one character's life in three stages. I just know that he gets awkward in certain moments. And that he happens to prefer the company of men. That's all I really learned about him, and it was a two-hour-long movie about him. So I, I liked it, but I wanted more, and I was surprised that Mahershala Ali is only there for the first chapter of the movie. I thought that he would be in all three. I was excited to see that relationship progress between his, like, his father figure and him, but it didn't work out that way. Academy Award-winning performance. Yeah. He's great in it. Yes, he is. The adult Chiron is also very good. Really, everyone in the movie is good. I'm surprised it won Best Picture. I mean, I didn't see all the movies it was up against. The main one that really good. beat was La La Land. I, I haven't seen that see, one. See, I don't like La La Land particularly, but like, I everyone was like... Wait, that was the Hacksaw Ridge year, right? Yes. Hacksaw Ridge is better than Moonlight. Hot take, but... What was the what? What did they actually announce before they gave it? Before they corrected La La Land. They said La La Land, yeah. and then they corrected yeah. it. Steve Harvey. That was a Steve Harvey year, right? Well. That was the, he was hosting. No, you're thinking of, oh. that was the Miss America pageant. That was the Miss Fuck. America pageant. He did, but, he, did, he did that at the Miss America pageant. Yeah. Then, Joe edited that out. You're stupid. No, but <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the Steve Harvey moment. Oh, yeah. okay. Because uh, they the, pulled a Steve Harvey. They pulled a Steve Harvey. Yeah, because yeah. ironically Steve enough, Harvey. what like a month or two after Steve Harvey did it, it happened at the Oscars. I don't know of, of the timeline if they if they did that before Steve Harvey. I thought they did that. I thought they I don't did know. After, but I, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. The years blend together. The award shows blend <laughs> Also true. Yeah. yeah, Moonlight is good. It's on Amazon Prime if anyone out there hasn't seen it yet and wants to watch it. The other movie that I watched, I watched today, The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yes. That's the first time you ever saw first it. First time I ever saw uh, that movie. Did you fall in love with everything about that movie? And no. Love it I mean, it's really good. It's fucking great. But it's infuriating to watch. Is How it? did you watch it? Uh, on my TV. On Amazon Prime. Okay, so you got the full... Is he cut. guilty? Clearly not. Okay. Corey, that's the worst take you've ever had. No, I... I <laughs> I'm here. The movie has presented to me facts. Did they? Yes. Yes. 
Why would the movie lie to me? Uh, because it's based off a Stephen King book. And when has Stephen King ever fucking been a straight shooter? You ever read it? He's innocent. No, he's not. They don't... The, the book... The novella is written so that it, it's obscure. They never find the gun. Okay. But the movie... It's, it's in a river. Rivers have currents. Guns go away. I, he's guilty. They have a man... They have an eyewitness. Not an eyewitness account. They have the story of another inmate... Oh, so you're going to take the word of another inmate. That gives the... Who had no reason to lie. Has no reason to lie. Yes. What's his reason to lie at that point? Because he wants to make the other guy happy. Oh, my God. Yeah. You could tell from the reaction on his face that he... No, no. (laughs) Anyway, this is... There's so many other, like, things about that movie that you could, like, talk about for years. Like, how does he reattach the poster at the bottom after he climbs through the hole? (laughs) That, or, or even while he's digging the hole. Like, what... Does he have, like, an unlimited supply of tape or silly putty or whatever that stuff is? Thumbtack? Whatever that stuff is? That I've actually had... That a, is the one thing that, like, blew my mind. ...have a theory about it. Because you don't see the the full tunnel. So, like, if you... It'd be better if I had a whiteboard here. But if you were to draw the tunnel, and if he just took time and made, like, a gap in it, like a, like a divot in it, then he could go, turn around, reattach the poster, crawl backwards a little bit, turn around and... <laughs> forward again because otherwise he would have to climb all the way through all the way back reattach it and then shimmy backwards it doesn't make <laughs> no yeah that, that whole part of the movie made me really claustrophobic it is it, I was like this is my nightmare this this man's I mean I get it he's in prison he wants to get out but like this man's actions are my nightmare you really think he's guilty I can't get over this no he's this. definitely not guilty <laughs> I think he's guilty I can't uh, this is a it t- ruins the whole movie yeah oh yeah if he, if he's guilty, I watched a two and a half hour movie for no reason. The difference is, if it's a crime of passion, he probably shouldn't have gone away for life. Anyways, he probably should have gotten like third degree. But they made the the claim that it wasn't a crime of passion because, because he reloaded because the there gun. were eight shots fired. Yes. yes, and his gun was a six shooter. So if he had pr- produced his six shooter, they would have been able to prove that it wasn't the gun. They would have been able to prove it wasn't like well, no no they wouldn't have been able if to prove anything in, if he's innocent if he's innocent uh-huh. the six shooter helps him so he doesn't get rid of it he's actually a... he, I think he throws the gun away so he's not because he's to guilty. use it no he's not I, 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 all right this is a conversation for another day we don't yeah, have time for this we'll right. talk about Hubble at some point yeah that's true what do you think of it aside from this uh, yeah I'm sorry I'm my <laughs> it's a really good movie it's phenomenal I fucking love that movie. It, it infuriates me, and I'm really glad that I think prisons have improved since then. I hope because that everything that happens in the prison is awful. All the corruption and everything. I'm sure that still happens, but like, damn, guilty or innocent, the way that Andy Dufresne. And there's also no DNA evidence to help him out. There's just Back so then. many innocent people are probably in that prison. Exactly. What's your favorite scene? I don't remember. I just watched it. I don't know what my favorite scene the is. The reveal. The reveal for me. Oh, alright. So the reveal The, the escape. The, the Yeah, the actual okay. the actual escape. The actual escapes and the the payoff that both the warden and that head um Guard. Head guard. Like they Fancy both get their comeuppance. Always an evil son of a bitch. Yeah, the, when they get when both of them get their comeuppance, um that that's my favorite part of this movie. Them on the roof, tar- tarring the license plate factory, and he 
gets to, you know, feel normal again. Yeah. That's my favorite scene. The most well-acted scene is Brooks on the outside. Oh, it's yeah. Incredible. It is so... It, it breaks my heart every time he gets up and starts carving his name. And there's a lot of little things in there. Cause I, I've seen that movie probably 30 to 50 times because it's always on television. Like, I've only seen the, uh, I guess, the theatrical cut, like, twice. Mm-hmm. So, that's a really good option. Have you seen Forrest Gump? Yes. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? I own Pulp Fiction, so yes. Of those three, which is the best movie? I haven't seen the other two in a while. It's the hardest question ever asked, man. As far as quality of movie, I think Shawshank... It's also recency bias. I just yeah. saw it for the first time. All three were nominated that year for Best Were they the same year? Yeah. Yep. Which one won? Because I don't think... Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. I, I was about to say, I didn't think Shawshank won. Forrest Gump won. And Tom Hanks was originally offered the role of Andy Dufresne, and he turned it down to do Forrest Gump. I think that that worked out for the best yeah. all, all all around. I don't. I, Tom Hanks is a great actor. I don't think I'd buy him as much as Andy Dufresne, having just watched the movie. Tim Robbins just has the Tim Robbins has like the the quiet like yeah, he has the it factor about yeah. that role that just works. Yeah. I I right, I'll just I'll play the minority here. Just uh, we never would have seen Tim Robbins as Andy Dufresne, and I think if Hanks did if not for Hank, Howard the Duck, you're right. <laughs> Hanks did Shawshank, did Shawshank. He wins Best Actor. That one's Best Picture. Okay. It, it's entirely possible. I mean, it's a powerful role. I just did he win Best Actor and it win mm-hmm. Best Picture for Forrest Gump. So same difference. Because yeah. also for um, if Tom Hanks didn't do Forrest Gump, I think it would have been John Travolta. Oh my Ford, God! Which is a totally different movie. Yeah. Wait, John Travolta and what? Oh, so it would have been Tom Hanks and Shawshank and John Travolta and Forrest Gump. That would have been a fucking. Well, Forrest Gump would not be nearly as highly praised, I think. Yeah. Right. Power of Hanks. Also, the power of Shawshank, though. Shawshank didn't do well, like box office wise. Probably because it was so long. Big flop, long. But it was nominated for quite a few awards. Makes sense. It's really good. And that's on Amazon Prime. They just added it again. So I decided I'm watching it this time before they take it off again. And I have to wait six months to potentially watch, watch it. It's on TNT and TBS. Like I don't want to watch that version three times a month. Yeah, oh. but they like they like PG the, yeah. the rape scenes. Plus, it takes well. That's th- fine by me. There's, there's <laughs> nothing to. There's not really much to PG. It's fighting. There's no. Unless Amazon censored this version, there's no like graphic rape scene. There's no, there's, there's nothing graphic. It's just no. them fighting, and it's 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 really it's implied and stuff though. It, well, seeing, yeah. it, seeing it so many times on the Turner networks, it's uh, the language when you're watching the not the theatrical cut, you're like, oh, Red's cursing an awful lot here. He's <laughs> Red curses more, and the um the scene in the projection room with the ice pick that usually gets edited pretty pretty heavily. I get it. You're good. You're gonna swallow what I give you to swallow. Shit, nice. I'm gonna stick this ice pick in you. <laughs> They've been known to have to pry it off with a crowbar. How did you hear that shit? I read uh, it in a book. You know what I read? You illiterate fuck. Yeah, <laughs> fucking so good. It's a good movie. It's on Amazon Prime. So yeah, and the last thing I watched is something I know Corey hated. 
I started watching My Hero Academia. Oh, God, why would you do that? That show is fucking amazing. No, it's not. I love it. You are wrong, sir. That is an anime version of the movie Sky High crossed with Naruto. It's so good. It's so bad. It's so good. It's a show? Yeah. They made a movie. I'm sure they did. I, I, Corey, you're wrong. I'm I, sorry. I'm not. <laughs> that, mo- that show is so good. I watched four episodes of it, and it was fucking awful, every one of them. The movie has a 100 and Did you watch the dub or the sub? Because the dub is not great. No, I watched the sub. Well, then, I have no explanation for this. Can we do it's this? It's so good. What? My Hero Academia? The movie. It came out last, I'm okay last with it. August. Corey will hate you. <laughs> has a 100 around tomatoes, and the... Fuck that. Yeah, let's do it. It has not Does it fit the purview? It's soup. It's superpowers. Okay. So it's based on, and it's also based on a manga, which is a comic. I'm so. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. To we'll do it. In, we'll do it in a little while because I'd like to watch the show first. Sure. Why would you keep watching that show? It's, it's really good. good. It's so good. So much so I love that show from Target. What? Eight ninety nine. Wow, you're way off. Am I really? Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine. It came out last August. Uh, it's probably yeah. So it's probably close to that. Sixteen ninety nine. Twenty two ninety nine. Wow, twenty two. I'm still off at my high. We expanded your range quite a bit. Yeah, no, it's like I mean, twenty one dollars at this point. Nope, nope. I, I just, just guess a number. You'll be in there. I just missed. It's okay. My Hero Academia. It's so good. It's such a good show. I respectfully disagree. That's fair. How many reviews it has? And that's it. That's what we've been watching this week, guys. Let's do the movie facts for Hellboy. Hellboy came out this year, 2019. It's rated R, and it's two hours long. It's directed by Neil Mit- no, Neil Marshall. I almost said Mitchell. This was his first feature film. It stars David Harbour, Mila Jovovich, Ian McShane, Sasha Lane, Daniel Day Kim, Thomas Hayden Church, Sophie Akanedo, Brian Gleason, Alastair Petrie, and Emma Tate. It's budgeted at $50 million dollars. I was only able to find domestic gross, which was fifteen million so far. Ooh. And twelve was opening weekend. Oh my god. That's awful. I mean, word of mouth. Although people seem to like it better than the critics. So the score is Rotten Tomatoes has it fifteen percent. Certified ouch. That would have been the most painful certified dicks Matt has ever said had he been here. Yes. Yeah. The audience score of Rotten Tomatoes significantly higher with a sixty two percent. Wow. Wow. IMDb 5.4 out of 10, Metacritic 31 with a user score of 5.3. It's kind of all over the place. So let's get into our general spoiler-free thoughts, finally, of the movie Hellboy. Sequel. It's not a very good movie, is it? They, they do a lot. They throw a lot at the screen and hope some of it sticks. There's way too much going on in this movie. I don't think David Harbour is a bad Hellboy. But everything going on around is just way too much, and a lot of it's not good. And I don't think it looks particularly good. Without doing any research, it seems that there was a creativity battle going on, because there's so many different directions. I don't know if they fired writers or changed directors or what, but it uh, it's not... They didn't have a clear vision. Or if they did, and this is what they came out with... Ugh. Sorry, Neil Marshall, I don't think you have <laughs> much of a future going forward. But it might not be you, I don't know. Corey, what did you think? I think David Harbour plays a really, really good Hellboy. I was surprised at how good of a Hellboy he played, considering the high standard that he has to meet with Ron Perlman being Hellboy. 
I think the storyline of this movie is complete and utter horse shit, and the ending is one of the worst fucking film endings I have ever witnessed in my entire existence. Oof. I fucking hated the ending of this movie. It ruined all of the decent things they did in it, and we'll get into it when I when we get there. Yes, we will. What good can I say about this movie? It's not a terrible movie. It's a decent, mediocre, action-y movie. It's, it, it does things that are entertaining at times. It's clunky. It's uninteresting. And the dialogue is written really bad. I've heard it's a... None of us... This is why I wish Matt was here, because Matt is a big Hellboy fan and a reader of the source material. I've heard that this version of the movie is more faithful to the comics than the ones we other ones we've gotten. But outside of that, I just the point of a reboot is because you think you can do something better, right? This movie does nothing better than the original Hellboy series, in my opinion. And we'll get into specifics in just a moment because we've reached the point where we're going to start spoiling Hellboy. So if you haven't seen Hellboy yet and would like to, this is your time to tune away, and then come back after you've seen it, because we're going to spoil Hellboy starting right now. I didn't hate the movie. I found myself being entertained by it as the movie happened. There were things I didn't like happening, but I was like, all right, whatever, I'll move on, and then the next entertaining thing happened. I was like, oh, cool, I'm entertained again. But the ending of this movie is just awful. I'm in for about, like, the first 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I was at. And then too many plot devices started happening, and I'm like, are they going to follow one? Is this going to tie together? And then, like, I know the runtime's two hours. I'm like, they don't have nearly enough time to wrap this up. There was a point, there was a point towards the end of the movie where I looked down at my watch and was like, shit, I'm at, like, the one hour 50 mark. How the fuck are we going to get a final battle? What final fight are we going to get? Oh, we're not getting one? Of no. course we're not. Go fuck yourself, movie. What do you guys think of the CGI? It looks okay. Some parts are worse than others. I feel like they spent so much time and energy CGIing Hellboy that you could tell that they had to just slap some shit on screen for other parts. Is he really see I feel like that was mostly that's a practical. Costume. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the case, then I just feel like they spent so much time and energy making Hellboy look good that they didn't do the CGI justice. I think it's mostly okay. I thought it looked bad. I thought the... I think this is rated R for language and blood. You get a lot of blood. I don't think the blood looks particularly real, though. It, look, it looks kind of video gamey. to There's me. a lot of gore in this movie, There's though. a lot of gore. A lot. Like, an un- unnecessary amount. Yes. That... I was going to bring this up. When Hell opens I, up, I, I was just like, I'm done with this gore. I thought where I was going to get a battle on this too. This is R for the sake of being R, correct? I think so. I, yeah, it's, there's no purpose behind it. That's that's what gets the. That's what I was talking about with the really bad dialogue. There's so many unnecessary uses of the word "fucking." It's this. in the first line of the movie. It's just thrown in there in every other sentence is for reasons I don't understand. It's Ian McShane is doing the narration right with the black and white, and talking about the blood. Right, he's talking about the blood queen. And the first shot you see is a crow eating a worm out of a skull's eye, and he says, uh, he says, fuck. And, <laughs> and some other words surrounding it. And some other words surrounding it. But I remember seeing that thing, like, okay, this is, like, that was an unnecessary use of the F-bomb there, and I just think this is going to be very forced. Uh, you know what the worst thing for me is that the, 
I hated the opening. As so, they did the thing that they did in the other Hellboys, where both of the other Hellboys started off with the lore that we would be following too. I kind of like the opening. I I don't like Ian McShane's delivering of the opening. It's not. That's fair. It's it's not as good as it could be. Yeah. But it set me up to sort of be interested in things that it turns out I was not going to be satisfied with at all. That's fair. Later on. I I, like the stylistic choice of having it grainy and black and white. I don't know why they did that. It doesn't fit. 300. (laughs) It really doesn't fit with with the style that we get throughout the rest Mm. of the movie. Like, we know it takes... We know this is a flashback, or not even a flashback because we haven't gotten to present day yet. Mm. We know this is taking place... Early on, it's unnecessary. I'm going to try to avoid doing this as much as I can for the rest of this, but I'm going to do it Comparing it to the other two movies. I'm going to compare it just to one. I'm just going to compare it to the Golden Army, because I like the Golden Army better. Um, I already disagree with you, but it's fine. You like the original Hellboy? It's so good. Before you say your point, (laughs) I feel it's impossible to watch this after seeing the other two, because the other two aren't that long ago. So you automatically compare them. Yeah. And the fact that... Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro wanted to do a third one. Is this... Why couldn't we get that? Wait, I thought we got this because they didn't want to do a third one. No, they wanted to do a third one. They couldn't one. get a green they, they, Oh, guys. I, I believe Come the, on, the, world. the studio wanted del Toro to direct, but not have any writing uh, attached to it. But he did such a good job. Exactly. It doesn't really make sense. Like, I think uh, it's yeah. dependent on who you ask. I'm with up. Corey. I'm trying not to compare them. Because this movie loses in every facet. Yeah. And I think... I, I, I did... I went into it knowing that I have to look at it in a vacuum and I yeah. can't compare Dave Harbour to Ron Pearl. I know I Same. can't. But I'm going to a little bit and that's just going to be... You guys are just going to have to deal with it. And I'm, it's it's I'm the better. opening sequence. In the Golden Army, the opening sequence is done by John Hurt? Is that his name? Uh, I think so, yeah. I mean, John Hurt is the one who plays Broom in the first one. Yeah, so it's John Hurt. Yeah. Uh, John Hurt does the narration. The narration for both uh, one and two. All right, because he's telling them the story. He's telling them the story, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it's just kind of animated. Very uh, when it's, Hermione tells the story in the Deathly Hallows. I was about to say it's very Deathly Hallows. Very That's Deathly funny. Hallows. It was just so perfect because it's like, oh, this is a story. Oh wait, it's also real. Whereas watching it this way, Ian McShane doesn't deliver it as well, and you're seeing it with real people. Mm, at least some of the actors are going to be the people that you see later in this movie. At no point was this a story that they're passing down. This is just historical fact. You know what I mean? And I didn't like that choice. So the fact that both the front and the end of this movie I didn't like really made it hard for the middle section to like pick up the rest. To pick up the slack. I like what they tried to do there with the backstory and ended up tying him to King Arthur and stuff. Which, I wanted to like that. They made it so I didn't. But I wanted to like that. It's very forced. Yeah. That is that is source material. I asked Matt as soon as I left the theater. I emailed him or texted him and was like, Matt, Hellboy's related to King Arthur question mark? And he was like, Yes, and he like quoted like the series of comics where Hellboy is related to King Arthur. That makes sense. So like I said, this is closer to the source material. Fine, but that's gotta be the overarching story there. You yes. can't just have two or three scenes connecting them. And then and just throw like, it in at the end. Yeah, that's it, that doesn't work. By the way, you can take Excalibur. You what? know what? And, and you're absolutely right. And what's worse is that Merlin uses all of his wizarding power to bring Excalibur up. 
He says, no, Merlin dies. A scene later, he just gets plopped in front of Excalibur anyways. Like, Merlin can die, but not my dad. If my dad dies, I am taking the sword. (laughs) But the fact that it's like, you fool, I used all my energy to find King Arthur's sword and bring it to you. Oh, you were going to just find it doing the thing you were inevitably going to do anyways? Well, fuck me, right? That's that's wasted. That's my least favorite. That's actually really... I made that connection, but not truly until right now. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah, fucking stupid. pissed me off yeah. so hard. It's my least favorite scene in the movie. And this the, wait, wait, wait. The when he actually pulls it. Or no, when he the, Merlin the, the whole Merlin part. Okay. They butt rush to get to Merlin so they can save. Uh, what the hell's her name? Alice. 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 Alice's Alice. life. Right, which is like a big deal at the point. Huge deal. We have to save her life. We know it's. We're only halfway through, so we know she's going to be saved. That's the most important thing. Then they shoehorn the whole King Arthur story arc in there, and then he doesn't take. He makes a choice not to take the sword because he doesn't feel he can control himself if he takes the sword. Well, he gets the he gets the vision, right? And like I'm again, I'm I'm still on I'm still on on Hellboy's side here. Like okay. I'm still in the movie Hellboy's side here, like, okay, he has a vision that he can't take the sword, so he's not going to take the sword, he's going to figure out a way around it. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, we're, we're there. There we're needs fine. to be we're a all, workaround. We're there all on the same page. The solution to our problem is, I'm going to take the sword. It can't, you, yeah. you can't have that scene and then have the other one. It exactly. doesn't it just work. It undermines the entire previous scene you had, and it's dumb. It's yeah. like it's co-written, and one writer's like, alright, he's not going to take the sword, and the other writer goes, fuck you, he's taking the sword. Yeah. <laughs> but later. <laughs> and, and my wife was like, my wife defended it, was like, Oh, but his dad needed to die for him to have the emotional reaction to lose control to grab the sword. I'm like, okay, maybe, but that's still bad writing. Yes, it's still it's still dumb. It, it, it you just can't shoehorn those two moments together. Like it's not like they were far enough apart. It'd be one thing if one of the first things they do is meet Merlin and he grabs his sword and is like, okay, no, fuck this, and tries to find the workaround for a good portion of the movie, then Dad dies, then he gets emotional and grabs his sword. But instead, it's Merlin, five minutes where all hell breaks loose, and he loses a fight grabbing the sword. There's just not, there's just not enough time there to differentiate those moments. I was actually going to disagree with you, and then I think I was going to end up saying the same thing as you. Okay. I think a very easy, yeah, the very easy solution is to have him say no to the sword the first time, but not have Merlin die because of it. And then it's like better. Like if he if he sees the vision, and it isn't Merlin wasting the last of his magic for no reason, and then he ends up taking the sword later, I'm more okay with it. Yeah, because it makes Merlin a complete waste. Yeah, or he even brings just... nothing to the table other than saving Alice's life, which I feel we could have done a different way. <laughs> Any other way, it's not like Merlin. Puts like a magical powder on her before she before he pulls the shit out of his out of her neck. He just like the chance. He does. You're right. Yeah. He does chance. It's an incantation, yeah. and, he, and he pulls it out. Moves the curse. I do love that visual. It's not something new or unique to this Hellboy by any means, but just like the when like you're pulling out something that's oh, it's got really magical gross poison. And, yeah. Like, yeah, like it's like really long and gross. And there was a good one liner there. There was a pretty good one-liner at that moment, because he, like, pulls it out, it's like a worm, he throws it away, and I want to say it's Hellboy, he's like, we gonna, we gonna kill that? 
Hellboy's got some solid one-liners in this. That might have been Daniel Day Kim's character. Damio? Damio? Okay, Damio? Yeah, he says... I think he says that. Then that's fine. And that's a good... uh, Still a good point. I think the previews didn't do this movie any any service. I remember the trailer. The trailer I saw on IMAX before Shazam looked terrible, and I was really worried about this movie. And it turns out that was kind of well founded. But yeah, they did not do a good job making me interested in the trailer. Well, the one I got really stoked when they finally gave the reveal that Demio is a. I don't know what 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 that creature would be some called. Some kind of shapeshifter. Yeah, He's some kind of like wear cheetah, I guess. Um, it's okay. Alice likes cats, so it's something in the cat family. So we don't. They they put that scene in where he like punches like yeah let's go her, and then that turns out to be like the post like I the was end waiting the, the entire movie the entire for that movie. scene. Yeah. Yes, the entire movie. And we never get it until it doesn't matter anymore. Right. It's almost the it's almost the post credits. Yeah, it's like right. the very end of the movie. The conflict has been resolved. Yeah, the conflict is going to just show well, what this is what these guys are going to be. Yeah, doing. Yeah, this is just the new BPRD team. Yep. And then they find Ape Sapien, and uh, there you go. If we That's made two hundred million dollars, then we probably would get to see more of this. But we, we I didn't. highly doubt we are. No, which not, which sucks because there's one character I'd love to see again. Alice? No, Lobster Johnson. Yeah, Lobster, Lobster Johnson is the most interesting yes, part of this he movie, is. and he's in a scene for about two and a half minutes. No, he's in two scenes. Well. In the actual running time credit. of the movie, he's in one scene, one scene that's like forty-five seconds to a minute long, which is one of my one of my least favorite scenes in this movie. That's my favorite scene in this movie. I fucking hate that scene. I did my least favorite scene. I um, hate, 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 hate that they gave us essentially a shot-for-shot reshoot of the opening to Hellboy One. They did that a lot in this movie with a new character. Granted, Lobster Johnson is fucking awesome, but otherwise, it's. Borderline shot for shot remake, except the Nazis have a 3D glasses with like the Nazis. That's have so stupid. I have no fucking clue that, what that's about. I, that's got to be from the from a, a panel in the comics, right? That has, has to, to be, be right. Most likely, it. I I couldn't. I Otherwise, could not why would you make that choice? deal with it? And everybody I've talked to, Matt, my wife, they've all been like, "Yeah, but it's a reboot. They have to show it for people who haven't seen Hellboy before." I'm like, nobody's seen this movie. Who hasn't seen fucking Hellboy before? That's not true. I mean, no one's seen this movie. Period. But <laughs> the people who did, not all of them have seen Hellboy before. And I do feel it's okay to compare. Like, you can try to see it in a vacuum all you want. A good movie is a good movie regardless. That, that, yeah. That's always my take on it. Like, comparing this movie just hurts it even more than on its own. Right. Like, with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, people, it's not as good as the original Indiana Jones's, but if it, like... It doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know, it's it is its, its own thing. You can compare. It's yeah. okay to do that. I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is fine. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I thought I hate people that hate on Kingdom of the Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and then love Temple of Doom. Yeah. Because they're on par bad. Crystal Skull is not very good. I've never seen Temple. Yeah, Temple Temple and Crystal Skull are I've only seen Raiders and Crystal, and man Crystal is not good compared to Raiders. Yeah, Raiders is much better. But Last Crusade is <laughs> We agree on that. Yes, sir. One day I'm going to see the other two. But anyway, back to Hellboy. Okay. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into. So I told you my least my actual least favorite scene, which was the ending. The ending. Yes. Uh, but I think my least favorite plot point in this. Oh, there's several, Corey. Which one? Oh no! This is my actual legitimate least favorite. 
Okay. And it has literally start to finish Osiris Club. Everything having to do with the Osiris Club, I fucking hate. I hate the fact that they come and they're like, we're giant hunters, we're gonna go on a giant hunt. And then this bitch with like glazed over eyes comes in and is like, I'm gonna tell you your story. Give me a flashback expo dump that I don't fucking need. This whole movie's an expo dump, but... <laughs> and then, and then, this is the part that fucking bothers me. They set up the ambush for Hellboy, knowing full fucking well there are actually giants in the area. Yep. Why yep. not have him... Yep, thank you. We're all the same face. Why not have him fight the fucking giants, then get the shit kicked out of him, and then when he's weak, be like, alright, now we're just gonna stab you anyways. What the fuck well, are you doing? Well, I have the answer. This movie's written poorly. Oh yes. my god. It drives me nuts. Corey, in the theater... Yeah, that's that's so terrible. Yep. What, once it, once it's shown that they're going to ambush Hellboy, this is all a setup, I'm like, shit, we're not going to see any giants. And then when you see the giants, I'm mad that we're seeing the giants. Yeah. I'm like, you can't do that. You uh, can't have these things in the same realm as the as where you are when you're trying to execute this plan. It's one or the other. Yeah. Either the giants or there isn't giants. Or set him up where he's going to have to face... Ten giants, and he can't possibly survive it. Do something different. Oh, that was so bad. No, no, no. Again, there supposed to be three. There were, th- there were three. I know. That's what he says. <laughs> yes. And 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 the simplest solution, the best solution, the minor tweak that they would have needed to do to make this fucking the whole fucking part of this movie work is actually have giants show up. He does the exact same fight sequence with the giants because I kill him just first. Yes, and yeah. which which I enjoyed. I will. I I. I hated that scene, but... I did not mind the fight sequence with the Giants. I thought it was an okay fight sequence. I think it was perfectly fine. It was, one of, it. it was one of the first real Hellboy doing Hellboy things that we get, so I'm fine with it. And then after he's all done, he turns around and like, Got him! And then somebody fucking stabs him in the back. How hard is that? Why are you setting up a fucking ambush in Giant, in giant Country... I guess I, I don't fucking. The only way it. I can defend it is that don't 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 defend it. It's okay. Don't. But I think I'm the logic behind it is that if you do that, there's no reason that Hellblade doesn't just die halfway through the movie. If he kills the giants first, and it's stupid, it's very very stupid, and it's bad, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But if you do it that way. There's no giant to save Hellboy from being murdered. All right, then Hellboy saves himself, or something else saves him. This kick. Don't be lazy. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I'm just yeah. letting you know the rationale behind it because if they do it the other way around, there's there's no reason for me to believe that Hellboy doesn't die right there. You could, but you could just do one of the things where like, so Hellboy is in the river and he's getting shocked with five times the electrical shock of a, an yep. electric chair as they. So astutely pointed out to us. And he's fine enough to kill three giants. Afterwards. In the water, they don't really do anything with like water being conductor of electricity. Yeah. I think they like show some shocks hitting the water, but but I thought that would like they're, electrocute. They're things also around standing it. in the water yeah. while they're doing it. Yeah, it's I'm like, true, where's, where's the ground? Like I thought, it's being awful. that you're near water, use it. Like yeah. <laughs> but long story short, they could have just shocked him until he passed out. He falls in the water, and then he wakes up on the shore, down river in like the heart of London, and now he has to like. Search his way around to get back to the home. And that that's fine. Whatever. But I just... The cockiness of those assholes to be like, Ha ha ha! We didn't need you to kill giants that we've been killing for 200... And the fucking giant comes in and kills them all. That was the only good part about that scene. That, that they all died. I like the Osiris Club's attitude, I want to say. Because okay. I think it fits. I like them as basically a character. Yes. That's I like fine. That. I don't like... Their plan is as... 
dumb. It makes it makes no sense. One of the things I meant to bring up in the beginning of my general thoughts was that this movie has a very bad tone problem. Mm-hmm. It's very inconsistent. The most of this movie is very serious, very high stakes, very demons and sorcerers and stuff. And then they have this stupid scene where they're riding in their giant hunting garb, and it's the most ridiculous thing ever, and it's not taken seriously in the slightest bit. Nope. And it's followed by them trying to kill Hellboy. That doesn't fit. The, the, tone they established, the tone they established doesn't translate. So, that also is direct from source material. Right after Matt saw the preview, he, like, screen-capped that moment and sent us a picture of the Osiris Club in that garb. And was like, holy shit, this is what they're doing. That's so, fine, But too. the way it's presented yeah, is in such a lighthearted way... That doesn't fit the rest yeah, of the Yeah, it's movie. very like, it's very like jolly, like, haha, let's go out for the noble hunt, boys! And then it's an ambush, and it's dumb. Uh, and I'm mean, glad they all died. Yeah. I'm super, super glad that the people back in the house died too. I have no sympathy for anybody that's connected to the Osiris Club. The reason comic book movies work is because they borrow from the source material. Yeah. Right? Because if they. Did verbatim shot for shot the source material? Well, nobody would, would see. No one would really see the movies. They wouldn't be nearly as successful. Didn't Watchmen and Sin City basically do shot for shot? Yeah. No, Watchmen did. Watchmen had several scenes that are taken from the graphic novel, but they changed the entire ending. The, the ending changed everything okay. up to the ending. Is, is what is, about Sin City? Sin City. No, because Sin City is like several different books, and they take stories from each one to. But each one of those stories is pretty much right on point, isn't it? Yes and no. I mean, again, you get, get images from the from the graphic novel, which is really cool, and they they keep the um, general plot the same, but they do change some certain gotcha. things. Okay. Um, where was I going with that? I'm sorry. So, that they borrow, but they don't use shop for shop because it would, people wouldn't go see it. Yeah, you can use the source. I'm perfectly okay because a lot of times we I feel we use that excuse. Well, that is taken from the source material, but just make it. Good. Not saying the source material is bad. Make it fit. Make it fit with what you're trying to you do. Have to make it work as a movie. Yes. Or don't use it at all. And I don't think people would have been crying that, like, hey, he excluded the Osiris Club from this. Matt might have. Matt might have been upset. Well, the hardcore is this movie. If this movie is for hardcore Hellboy fans, it's not going to make a lot of money. It explains <laughs> the very low gross. Yes. Right. But if, for it to be successful, you have to make it for. A broader audience. Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, in the grand in the grand scheme of the movie, though, we because you talked about the fact that the plot goes in four different directions and the so many going different on. directions. Does the Osiris Club even need to be in there? Outside of the fact that the Osiris no. Club, outside of the fact that the Osiris Club is holding on to her last arm, we do not need the Osiris Club in this movie at all. Outside of the fact that. People don't like Hellboy, and for the medium to show us how they found him in the first place. That is it. We gotta go back to the people don't like Hellboy and this prophecy. We gotta go back to the first scene we see with Hellboy, or David Harbour as Hellboy. When he's in Tijuana, Mm -hmm. wrestling the the agent who's a luchador now, and he's also a vampire. Also a vampire, yes, okay. So First something. He was hunting vampires. I'm going to assume he turned into a vampire. I mean, it looked like it. It looked like a vampire to me. Yeah. We don't 
get to see Hellboy go after those vampires? Because if they're assuming those va- if they sent an agent to take care of the vampires, those vampires are still around. Mm-hmm. I thought we would get something. We didn't get anything. And you figure they would investigate that considering Ruiz had the prophecy saying that Hellboy was going to bring about the end of the world. This is the first time we hear it, mm-hmm. right? So you figured, okay, he turned into a vampire because of the group of vampires he was hunting. All of a sudden he's saying this prophecy, we got to find these vampires. That's like an avenue they didn't explore early on. Now... This movie makes up for it by going in many other different directions and many other different avenues that they kind of explore. But early on, I'm thinking, like, all right, I guess we're not going to get any of this at all. I'm just saying, like, they started a plot point and they didn't continue it. And that turns out to be the general theme of the movie is we're going to give you a little bit of everything. Some things interesting, some things not interesting. And then we're going to pick two or three to go with. Like, I love Bob Yaga. Probably my favorite moment in the movie is him in her house and that whole ordeal, that whole scene of her crawling backwards. I thought it looked really cool. Um, I don't know how. I think it's one of the more useless things in the movie. Like, where does it fit into the movie? Turns out to be useless. Right. We didn't know that at the time, though. And I feel she would have been a much more interesting villain than the Blood Queen. Those are two things I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up... uh, Thought we should talk about Baba Yaga and Nimue because she's an interesting concept. We get Nimue nothing or Baba of Yaga? her. Nimue. Okay. We get nothing of her. She does nothing in this movie. Nope. No, she fucking doesn't. She's a terrible villain. Well, she Awful. she summons those demons, right? That they all run away as soon as she gets sh- shot in the face. Exactly. And I thought, now, like, when those demons are rising out of, like, the earth and coming out of the water, I'm excited at that point. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, Hellboy's going to take all these motherfuckers out. This is going to be really cool. And they just go away. That's, yep. And then, and then, again, going back to the terrible fucking ending of this movie, he ends up pulling the sword, starting the apocalypse, and a whole mess of new demons that look like they're straight out of Silent Hill. One of them literally looks like Pyramid Head. Are walking around, and then he gets rid of the sword, and it all goes away. It's it's well, a bunch he, of build yeah, up he, to nothing. Like, then he talks to Dead Dad, which, by the way, the necromancy in this is fucking disgusting looking. Yeah, and, I like it. and just and then he just cuts her head off anticlimactically. The movie's uh, over. No final fight. No nothing. No just, final fight. Blah. Fucking bothered me. It yeah. is literally the biggest thing that irks me about this whole fucking movie. Yep, no confrontation. He doesn't prove that he can wield Excalibur and not bring about the end of the world. Nothing. Like, he's just like, oh yeah, I would in fact cause the end of the world if I decided to hold on to the sword. Until my get rid dead of dad talks to me and then I'll cut her head off real quick and then get rid of the sword. But he gets rid of the sword. He can't, he still can't wield it. Yeah. Exactly. And, and like, prior to him talking to his dead dad, his whole attitude was like, maybe Nimue ain't that bad. I don't know. Maybe she's got a point. We're both <laughs> monsters. I kind of want to have sex with her. Pretty much. And like, <laughs> and but, Ian McShane even says it. Yeah. <laughs> and and that was a, a plot device that they used, coming back to the Golden Army, in the Golden Army, where he shows up in the, the ferry marketplace and is like, oh my God, nobody's looking at me twice. We just fit in down here. Well, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world to have these these things, these places exist. Well, I guess that's the overall plight of the character, right? Sure. It's, he's in a world that he technically doesn't belong in, and he's just trying, trying to get by. Yeah. That, I'm cool with that internal struggle. Yeah. 
just make the movie about that then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah this, this is a horrible waste of Mila Jovovich. I usually like her in things. I I'm always don't on the like fence her. with her. I don't like her at all in this movie. No, nah, I don't like her either. It's, 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 right, not, it's a waste. It's not her fault. It's the writing because the character does nothing. It's it's a waste. You could have cast someone who costs so much less money for how little the character has to do. It this. really is, it's true. The character doesn't do much of anything. The character there's no there's no actual fight scene with the character. At no point does one punch get thrown back and forth between Nimue no. and anybody on the Hellboy side of things. Well, she yeah, does super the, super magic things to like. Yeah, she throws the. the the thing from the crown into Alice. Yep, right. into Alice. And then Hellboy cuts her head off. There's no real direct confrontation yeah. exchanging she of blows. She doesn't even get right. to plague a bunch of people. No. What she she plays doing. a whole shit ton of people in the street. Oh, well, yeah, they're right. We see we see the play kind of yeah. wrecked. She takes over street, a few though, city it's... blocks. But, I mean, but she doesn't walk down right. the street just, like, shooting the play. No. Yeah, they yeah, played, like, I mean. all of London, and yeah. they're projecting all of Europe, which... That part bothered the crazy and out of hand real quick. Yeah. Within 24 hours, It'll all of global. Europe will be... You're not giving a newscast, buddy. You're going to bolt and get the hell out of there. Since who... How are you an expert in plagues? Exactly. exactly. When was the last time this happened? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's not great. And again, it's just, it, there's just nothing... Her plan... I don't know if her plan shifts or changes or... What happens, but as soon as she realizes that Hellboy is, is who Hellboy is, there's no actual fight between the two of them. She's trying to be like, hey, I'm on your side, and then he's like, ooh, maybe she's on my side, and then he realizes that he can't be on her side, and that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of it. There's no... The confrontations in this movie are pretty lackluster. Yes. The, which makes the Bobby Yaga scene so much better. That was the makes, coolest fight scene we got, I Yeah, because it wasn't that much of a Fight, fight scene, but no, like no. you see, you see the conversation and like the back and forth repartee, and like we have a history together. And oh, I need something from you. You want something from me? She looks creepy. They're going at it a little bit. It's not like a fight to kill situation. Yeah, it's just like a. But we're, it's, it's we're annoyed with each other. But, but it's definitely better than what we get with the from. Yeah. Those two then, Bobby, um, Nimue and Hellboy. Nimue's sister is a complete waste, also. She's in that opening scene. Where she betrayed, where she's the one that betrayed them. Betrays and, and then, then asks for mercy and then tells Hellboy how to fix it. But then she just shows up at that hill. Like, at, from behind the tree. Like, what, she's waiting there the entire time? For, for years. For hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of, of years. years. She was Thousands of that's, years. That's, that's, Her that's, curse was to be bound to that hill. Oh my I goodness. I don't know, man. She just pops out. Yeah. Where'd you come from, girl? Yeah, right? What you doing? You guys want to finish out favorite, least favorite, unless you have more to talk about? I did. My Bob Yaga's my favorite. My question with that, though, too, when we first meet Bob Yaga, she's talking to the pig guy. Name escapes me. No idea. And she's going to give him something because they both hate Hellboy. I have no freaking idea what she gave him. She gives him the information to get to reattach Nimoy. Okay. That's that's the plan. So Bobby Yaga's plan is to get Nimue back because it will pull Hellboy to England, right? Which she has a direct line to to get him there, mm-hmm. and she can and he she can make the the deal. Oh, I know all about Nimue. I need your eye for Nimue. Why does she need Hellboy's eyes? Though? Because Hellboy took out the other eye. 
So it's, so it's just eye for an eye. That, that's all that is? So just, she technically doesn't need Hellboy's eyes, nope. just wants Hellboy's yep. eyes? It's revenge-ish. Yep. She wants, she's, she's Hammurabi's coding it. She mm. wants his eye, eye for an eye. Which is really ridiculous because she's getting rid of, she's literally about to start the apocalypse, which will take out all of the children who are her food source. Pretty much. Bad call there, Baba Yaga. Yeah, little kids stew. Forgot about that. Yeah. Who leaves the bones in stew? Never mind. She can't see very well, too. I guess. Those are, those, <laughs> that's not, that's not what... Uh, you could see a hand. Hands look like, though. Like, if you uh, cooked everything off of them, they would not sit like Corey, that. Corey, I don't want to know how you know this. Let's move on. I'm just saying All magic. Bobby right. was my favorite, and the um, my least favorite, I said earlier. There was a lot to choose from. I'm trying to pinpoint exactly what I said. You guys could help me out. It'd be great. Uh, uh, I think you said the Giants. Right? Was it the Osiris Club shit? No, no, it wasn't that. It was the it was the Merlin scene. Merlin. Oh, okay. Yep. okay. Yep. That's fair. Corey, your least favorite was the ending. What was least favorite, favorite is the ending. I don't like how anticlimactic it is. I don't like the fact that Ian McShane coming out of Alice's mouth can stop the apocalypse from happening. That seems like a lot. Um, the fact that there's no actual confrontation. He just chops that bitch's head off, drills the sword into the ground, and ahead of yourself throws it into the bit. Like, that's it. That's that's how this movie uh, solves itself. Don't like it. The favorite part for me, I do enjoy the action sequences when we get them. I think that the, the giant fight was fine. When we get Hellboy doing Hellboy things and fighting, I think it's actually really good. Generally speaking, I like the giant fight. Uh, I didn't mind the luchador fight, and I like the fact that Hellboy still has his quibby little one-liners that he that he pops in once in a while. Like David Harbour's performance in this is not the problem. No, it's not. So that my yeah, honestly, my favorite thing is that David Hellboy managed to pull off. David, David Hellboy. Har- yeah, David, David Hellboy. Hellboy. Woo! We're gonna call from here on. Let me let me edit that one. <laughs> David Harbour pulled off Hellboy pretty well. Joe? I mean, my favorite within the the physical constructs of the actual movie time is the Lobster Johnson in the past scene. I mean, my favorite actually is the mid credit scene with Lobster Johnson. Oh my god. It's and so he's good. sitting there drunk. Uh, is he in Tijuana still in that scene? Or is he at his know. dad's? He's at his dad's grave. He's at his dad's grave, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if they actually showed it. I, I, it may have panned to it real quick and I missed it. That scene is great. Lobster Johnson is the most interesting person in this movie. Can I see the claw? You want to see the claw, don't you? Whoa, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, My least favorite is everything from the Osiris Club and their stupid giant hunting gear until the end of the giant fight. The giant fight itself is not that bad, but because of the context in which it takes place in the movie, really makes it bad for me. I don't like it. Unless the whole point of it was to show exactly how strong Hellboy was, that he could get the shit kicked out of him, stabbed four times. Feel the brick of death and then take on three giants. Yes. That's it. That's the only thing that it could possibly have, have done. We didn't really touch on Cheetah Dude that much. One thing that really bothered me... Damio. One thing that really bothered me about him, he gets that, like, serum made to kill Hellboy, and the resolution to that is he just destroys it. Yeah. If you're going to make it, use it on something. Give me something, movie. I legitimately thought he was going to shoot Nimue with it. That would have been that fine. That would have been better. Yeah. Or shoot Pig Dude with it. That would have yeah. been cool, yeah. too. 
You have it, use it. You don't have to use it on Hellboy, even though that's the original intent. Use it, though. But don't waste the prop. That was another wasted opportunity. Yeah. He had potential to be a really interesting character and point of this movie, and he's just not. No, they Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde in him for most of the movie. His accents got awful, too. You're... It's not great. So, I did forget one other thing that I really, really liked and want to shout this movie out for. It does a spectacular job at giving us real, actual British Isle lore. So, I'm not sure if it's British or Irish, but one of the two cultures has the thing with changelings, where the the fairies come, steal a baby, and leave a changeling in its place. That is a straight-up actual thing that people way back when in the British Isle believe. So the fact that they introduced lore that's real and, like, historical, I really enjoyed that. You ever listen to the podcast lore? Yes. That's, yeah, that's like, the third episode. It's the third or fourth yeah. episode. I love I love the podcast lore. I love how quick and easy it is to, to, to digest. They're quick episodes. Yeah, they're nice. super quick. But the fact that they're using real, actual um, lore from the area, I really appreciated Again, I almost wish they had just gone down that path instead. You know, it, it's just hard when you have King Arthur's Court, fairies and changelings, Baba Yaga, and this chick Nimue trying to balance, and giants, trying to balance all that. It's, it's just rough. It's a rough ask. Too much going on. Mm-hmm. Are we good on this, or are we? I'm yeah, good. I'm good. All right. So our boy Bennett sent us an email. Oh, uh, right. here we go. Basically giving his, us his reviews for both Shazam and Hellboy. Ooh. I believe Shazam is spoiler-free, and if it isn't, while I'm reading it, I'll just edit it. Also, uh, I guess editorial note for Shazam. <laughs> Her name is Darla. We kept saying Dora. At one point, I think I questioned it, but we were all saying Dora, so uh, whoever started that, Dora. everyone just agreed it happens. I got a live-action Dora the Explorer movie trailer before I saw Shazam. That could have also influenced you. Definitely did. <laughs> anyway, so Bennett wrote his, it's called Shazam plus Hellboy equals Shamboy. <laughs> My sh- he wrote Sham Review. I think he means Shazam, but maybe he's calling it Sham to be funny. My Sham Review only needs two words, childish and disappointing. What I thought watching the movie was, wow, this was not made for me. This movie's target market is clearly geared to 8 to 10 year old boys and their wish fulfillment. Then with that mindset, I had two other thoughts. First, the beginning is a bit darker than I expected to me. It was To me, it was too BVS Snyder style in the end with... At the car- yeah, that's spoilers, I gotta cut that out. So here is my review. Only a boy less than 12 can enjoy this movie, and it went just one to two steps too far. First step is it's a bit too far kiddish and dumb, and oddly somehow I simultaneously thought it was one step too dark, too violent, and with too many swears for what is clearly a movie geared towards small kids. Captain America would not approve of the language, although since Corey and I have disagreed on so many past movies, my guess is he gives it a gauntlet. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bennett. Okay. Uh, my Smell Boy review. You will think I'm being hyperbolic here, but I'm not. Every single person involved with this movie, except Ian McShane, a.k.a. Helldad, should be shot in the face with a gun. Wow. Wow. Water gun? He doesn't specify. <laughs> yes, I mean you, David Harbour, Mila Jovovich, director Neil Marshall, and the entire CGI crew. This was the worst movie I've seen in the theater in the last decade based off writing, acting, and CGI... And I've seen all the DC movies. Zing. Ho oh, ho! Shit! David Harbour was hugely disappointing as an actor. 
and the only things he did right were carbon copies of scenes Ron Perlman did better over a decade ago. I would not be surprised if Stranger Things producers see this and find a reason not to bring him back next season. The stink <laughs> of this movie will not be off him by then. Wow. <laughs> Stranger Things comes out 4th of July. So, um, I was I was there. I was like, alright, Bennett, I, I feel your anger and I'm... I agree with you. I agree with you. Until. <laughs> then you said David Harbour was shitty, and I'm like, hold on a second. It's not his fault. I don't think so. He's not amazing. I'm trying not to compare him to Ron Perlman, but uh, just, he's, yeah. we could have gotten so much worse of a Hellboy than David Harbour. Yes. Otherwise, I think he's uh, he's right. A little little extreme with the gunshots to the face, but... I disagree room. on Shazam, though, man. I, I also disagree. Yeah, I, I disagree a lot Shazam. of fun watching Shazam. It's not a perfect movie, but it's a ton of fun. Yes, yeah. it is. But we're allowed to disagree. Thank you, Bennett, for your thoughts. I abbreviated them a bit, just for time's sake. But I think we got the, the point across. The gist, if you will. Yeah. Now that you've heard our thoughts and Bennett's thoughts about Hellboy, we're going to jump into our ratings part of the show, where we give it a number of Infinity Stones from 1 to 6. If you give it six, you can give it a gullet. Probably not happening today. Unless Matt were here. He gave the first Hellboy a six. No Honestly? Alright, so he didn't, if he didn't give that one a gullet, there's, there's no way he should give this a gullet. And he didn't email, so I don't know what his rating is going to be. But that's irrelevant, because it's the three of us right now. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. That's okay. Were you opening, or were you just tapping it? Okay. No, it, my hands were sticking to oh, okay. the Oh, because you peeled the label off. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. That's that's on me. Which one of you guys goes first? Corey does. I believe it's me. Corey, give us your rating for the new Hellboy. This movie has a lot of problems. And I can't, in good conscience, say that I'm ever going to actively see this movie ever again. There were moments that I enjoyed it, but that doesn't make up for terrible, terrible plot devices and terrible, terrible plot choices. I'm giving this movie two stones... And both of them go straight to David Harbour. He can wear them like little eyes. Yep. Give one to Bobby Yaga if it makes him feel better. Ooh, nice. Nice callback. Sequel, what do you got? Again, I don't think the CGI looks good in this movie. This movie is definitely R for R's sake. I'm going to say it again. There's too much going on. If they just picked one or two plot devices and stuck with it, I think we would have been way better off. It seemed like there was a lot of creativity issues going on. I'm never going to see this again. I don't like the other Hellboy movies as much as other people. It's just not my jam, but I think they're fun movies. And I think it's okay to compare, so I'm going to give this one one stone. Like I said at the beginning, clunky, uninteresting, bad bad dialogue. They make interesting choices that I would not necessarily have made to try to do too much. It's not a terrible movie. They tried. They certainly tried to make this work. But it is noticeably worse than the franchise that they were rebooting, which is a kind of a cardinal sin for me, as in it, this movie never needed to be made, which is unfortunate. I'm going to give it two stones, because I don't think it's bad enough to get one, but I will be surprised if I see this movie again. And those are our readings for Hellboy. If you would like to be like Bennett and send us correspondence on your thoughts about Hellboy or other movies we do, or really anything you think we should hear about, you can send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom! You can find us on Twitter and see how other fans such as yourself felt that we recast The Watchmen on our Twitter feed at ZTH Podcast. That was fun. It was fun. 
We are also on Instagram, uh, so if you have a stone hand, please go ahead and take a picture of it, send it to us at ZTH Podcast. Or on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast, or search for us in Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes. And go ahead and find us on iTunes or your podcast app and give us a rating if you are enjoying the show. Five stars would be appreciated, but whatever. Reading a review is cool too, but above all, subscribe to the show so you get the episodes automatically, and also tell people about the show that you think would enjoy it, because we're always excited to reach more people. Thanks for tuning in to our Hellboy episode. Next time, we're going to be doing Bumblebee. Yeah! Yep. Get him, Bumblebee. Nice little low-stakes movie before we go into Endgame. <laughs> Looking forward to that. I haven't seen it yet. These two guys have. Recently. Yeah. Very recently. And I'm going to watch it again anyways. We have to. It's in mm. our contract. Uh, I mean, I know it well enough. It's in our contract. I'm going to watch it again. It's in our contract. Uh, you're right. I'm so glad I made you guys sign contracts. Unbelievable. It's <laughs> really a stipulation. <laughs> You have to watch the movie. Must watch movie before coming. Pause one. To the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I walked right into that one. <laughs> Good thing I'm my lawyer review this. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us, and until next time, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Somehow, the new Hellboy also became someone's favorite, I'm sure. Yeah, because yeah. that probably. I don't well, think it's his favorite movie. Hey, it's definitely still Jurassic Park. That's true, yes. actually. Yeah, that's not and take this could have been someone's first movie ever that yep. they've ever seen. In their oh life. yeah, that so, sequel is keen on editing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's instantly their favorite and their least favorite. Well, we appreciate that you're here with us, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye.